10-5, touchdown, Arkansas State. Culver is safe. The Red Wolves have walked it off. Almir, coast to coast, lays it home with the right hand, and he's fouled. Welcome to the Second to None podcast, the A-State podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Now, here's a couple of guys who know the Red Wolves like no one else, Matt Stoltz and... And we welcome you in once again to the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. Thrilled you're joining us once again following the bye week, which was a little bit different for us. Something that we had never really done before. And I'll preface this by saying Brad and I clearly don't spend enough time together as (laughs) it is. Working side by side, hanging out every weekend, doing games, and you know, the bye week comes along. Most people would want to get away from each other just to take a breather every now and then, but not me and Bobes. We're we're tight like that. Yeah, and that is true, and same is true for our wives and Van and Katie Province, each who used to work in the athletic department at Arkansas State, each who now work on campus at Arkansas State. Mm -hmm. uh, Anything, Anyway, everything all lined up. uh, A lot of factors lined up all at once for it to work out for the us three couples who have talked about trying to take a trip somewhere sometime. It all lined up for us to go out to Vegas for a long weekend during the the bye week here. The timing was good. You know, we're a couple of weeks out from that crossover time when basketball kicks in. So it it's really about to start getting busy with basketball and football, both going on in November. So the bye week kind of gave us an opportunity to catch our breath for just a few days. And we took off Thursday and then came back Sunday and we did the typical Vegas thing. We went out there. We saw a couple of shows. We played some blackjack. You played some Mississippi yeah. Stud. Yeah. Ate some uh, nice, couple of nice meals. Ate at Spago, Wolfgang Puck's joint over at Terry Benedict's place. That's right. The Bellagio. Over, you know, sat outside looking over the Bellagio fountains. That That was really nice. Felt kind of bougie having brunch at Spago. Well, speaking of, go and tell them you had a limo waiting for you at the airport. We, we did have a, a limo. stretch limo, took yeah. him to, from the airport to the hotel. And, and that was that was you guys that set that one up. But uh, it, it was good to get away with everybody, and we all had a good time. And this is something that, that you noticed, I guess, within a week before we left and you said, you know, I I was looking at some of the things that were going on in Las Vegas this particular weekend and this football game popped up. UNLV was hosting Utah State. Utah State. So we saw that our friends from Utah State were going to be in Las Vegas. And I called Blake Anderson, still very good friends with Coach Anderson, as are you. And, you know, I had a chance to say, hey, we're going to be there. Let's hook up. So we did Saturday morning, and you and I were able to go over and, and have a, a really nice visit. We did. We we could look out the window of our hotel and see the, the hotel where Utah State was staying. So it took us five minutes to walk over there and, 
and get to sit down with him for a while. And th- this is one of the many things you like about Blake Anderson, just in terms of how he just kind of gets it. Instead of saying, hey, you, you guys want on the pass list, you want to be on the sideline, whatever it is, he at the end of that conversation center said, his question was, you aren't coming to the game, are you? He said, <laughs> as a matter of fact, he said, don't come to the game. You guys watch enough ball. Don't come to the game. Well, we didn't go to the no. game. I actually was able to catch up with a couple of his assistants, former A-State coaches, Kyle Cephalo and Nick Peremski, played a little blackjack with them the night before. So really cool to, to catch up. And, you know, a, you a saw lot of, Freddie football, too. I saw Freddie Knight and had a great visit with him and his fiance, And he's really enjoying it as well. And it's... A great group of people, and and we're getting to know, obviously, Coach Jones and his staff, and we're starting those friendships there. But look, Coach Anderson was here for seven years, and that's a really great bond, and it's good to catch up with our friends there from Utah State. And, you know, they actually ended up winning their game against UNLV. It's different for us, just as involved as we are in college football, to see it from a different perspective. And I think Las Vegas is certainly talked about a lot throughout the course of a typical game week. We're always looking at point spreads, but to hang out in Las Vegas on a college football Saturday is a different experience. Yes. For starters, I mean, games kick at nine o'clock in the morning. So you get started early. Game day comes on at six o'clock in the morning. Games kick at nine so you can wake right up and get right into it i mean the betting windows open at seven thirty on a saturday morning start getting your college football bets in so that's cool tv's everywhere all over the place we saw all kinds of different setups from low-key to being able to literally uh rent a recliner at the link where we stayed you literally could rent a recliner and sit there and watch college football on tv in the sports book and bar area to this setup we saw on Saturday night at the Circa wow. Hotel and Casino in the old part of Las Vegas, down in Fremont, but a new uh, hotel and casino there with a sports book that was unbelievable. It's hard to explain. It's a video board that's about three stories tall at in, least. inside the Circa. Yeah, at least three stories tall. It's got every game you could possibly want to watch. We actually, you know, we're looking over here at, the Dodgers and Braves and then, you know, Army and Wisconsin on one screen. And we watched the end of the Utah State game while we were at at Circa. But that's also a place where they have the, and I forget the name of the network. This is a actual show that they're broadcasting from the VSIN studios right there at the sports book. And with all the different sports books in vegas they all have their own little niche but in this case there's nothing like this setup that we saw at the circuit the other night. yeah and we and i know there are other you know westgate and there are other i know there are other really big sports books but this was was really cool and uh you know like most people that go there and go bet on games at somewhere along the way we each took you know our own bad beat Everybody's got their bad beat stories. Go. You started the week with one, getting there on Thursday night in time to bet the NFL. That's right. I, I put a bet down on Tampa, who was 
a seven-point favorite, and they were up 21 in the second half. Philadelphia comes back, and they get it to within eight, and you think they're going to kick the extra point. Instead, they go for two and get down 28-22. And then Tampa drives down, and they were in the red zone with about two or three minutes to play, and they just run out the clock instead of kicking the field goal to cover the spread so i took my bad beat there we did have a pretty good or at least i had a pretty good day i didn't ask how you came out on saturday but i had more success betting college football than i did playing blackjack i'll i'll leave it at that i didn't honestly the and just period the gambling sucked on this trip (laughs) i mean all i mean really by and large just not, not any fun and and here's like i'm a Sore loser, because to me, if you show me somebody it's not, I'll just show you a loser. You're getting too good at it. But I just want to play. Like, I, I'll give you the money. Here's the money I brought. Like, if I sit down and buy this table, like, I'm pretty much okay with the notion that you're going to end up with this money. Just let me hang around a while. I'm not trying to get rid of you. I just want to play. So when when I buy in at a table and what they give you for that buy-in is they grab a frying pan and whack you over the head with it, then I get, then I'm broke and pissed. <laughs> and I have to tell you, speaking of which, here's how my sports betting went. So there's also, the, you know, the baseball, these league championship series are going on. Houston, Boston going at it in game two of the American League Championship Series. And Boston hits a grand slam in the first inning. And you can do, there's all sorts of betting you can do now in game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's completely different screens for in game plays. So I go after Boston hits a grand slam in the first inning, and I bet that the total run scored in that game is going to be under 13 and a half because mm-hmm. it's, they're playing in the top of the second. It's 4 nothing. And I looked at you when you made that bet. I was near the window with you, and I said, man, that's a good bet. I, I like your chances. Before, honest to God, before I could walk back to where everybody else is sitting to tell them about the bet I made, Boston hits another grand slam, and it's 8 to nothing in the second inning and it ain't looking good because you can't count on american league teams to pitch and play defense so this is not looking good okay (laughs) so i've got to go from the top of the second through the game here staying under 13 and a half and i keep hanging on and it settled in at 12 right we kind of got to nine three and kind of stayed there a while through the, I think through the sixth and seventh and eighth. Yeah. It's nine three going to the ninth. Get through the top of the ninth. It's still nine three. I, not only am I good, I've got wiggle room. Bottom of the ninth starts with a strikeout. Two outs to go. Okay. Next up, solo homer. It's nine four. My wiggle room's gone, but that's okay. It was just a solo. Just get two outs. Next guy up, strikeout. Two outs. One more out. One more out. Home run with two outs <laughs> in the ninth. Nine five, the final. 14 runs. So, so we both had a pretty bad beat over the weekend. And I'll tell you, I, I didn't bet a single Sunbelt game, a, nope. a game that a Sunbelt team was involved in. I kind of wish I could go back and. <laughs> Bet on our friends over at ULM. What a win for them. They were a 32-and-a-half-point underdog against Liberty. Yeah. And not only did they cover, but they win the game. Well, yeah, if you can make any college football bet in the country Saturday, you'd bet you want ULM on the money line. Because it was you basically went 25-to-1 
you just no point spread, just bet Monroe's going to win this game. You'd have gotten twenty five to one on your money. Well, they did, and uh, congratulations to the Warhawks for picking up their third win of the season. That after they didn't lead in a single game a year ago, so they're playing some better ball. One thing that I got while I was gone was it's homecoming week at my 10-year-old daughter's school. So I get a, a picture of what my daughter dressed up as. She, she could dress up as Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween theme, whatever. And I get a photo of what she dressed up as, and it's Father's Day. She dressed up as me. She wore a headset to school, a Red Wolves polo, khaki pants, and a press pass. Yep. You saw a picture of this. I did. She did an impersonation of me, too. I think her favorite part of it was getting to say Philip Butterfield's name. She thinks that's fun to say. When she met Philip, she said, <laughs> It's fun to say. Butterfield, that's fun to say. But anyway, that was, that was pretty cool to see while I was gone. By the way, the only thing big I forgot, the only football upset bigger than ULMs was at the nine and under Jaguars won their flag football game. Oh, now, yeah? And I would not have believed this just coming from my kid because he'll lie. But his papa was standing there too and said they scored four touchdowns and then won the game. And that came from uh, my father-in-law, who doesn't know about that much about football, but he knows a touchdown if he sees one. He said they scored four of them, which raises the season total to four. Hadn't gotten to the end zone at all. Got there four times. <laughs> so it may have been a bigger upset than Monroe. All right. <laughs> Well, it was fun to get away, fun to go to Vegas. Uh, definitely a different experience watching college football from Las Vegas. And you know, enjoyed the trip with, with some good friends. Yeah, that's right. It was a good trip. Uh, we can put a wrap on this part by saying two things. Number one, I'm just going to put it out there because it's this on the podcast and we're mostly grown-ups here. One big way that uh, Vegas has changed since I started going, I guess about, about 17 years or so since I went the first time. Whole place smells like pot. You actually thought that you were high at and one point I may, just yeah, by walking down I've the street. Because I've never been, and I thought I'm, I wondered if maybe I am. It's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's you can't get away from it. I agree with that. And then two, even though we're all grown ups here, we still won't go very much into seeing absinthe at uh, Caesar's Palace Thursday night. But we'll tell you all, like the the guy at the ticket counter told us, if you don't offend easy and a little political correctness. Their incorrectness doesn't bother you. Go check it out. I don't know about a little, but it's it's an experience. And <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind all that stuff, go see the Green Fairy and all our friends over it. And then the whole point was to get out there and see Rod Stewart again, and he delivered on Friday night. We will get around to talking about the week ahead for the Red Wolves when we come back here on the Second to Done podcast presented by Simmons Bank. The Simmons Bank Card Alerts app lets you get more from your Simmons debit and credit cards. Set transaction alerts to be notified of certain card activity and choose how you receive each alert. You can suspend your card, set a spend limit, or decline specific transaction types. You can even manage multiple cards. So get more control, more convenience, and more peace of mind with your Simmons Bank debit and credit cards. Learn more at SimmonsBank.com forward slash debit card. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. Well, 14 days between games for the A-State football team. They'll finally 
return to action coming up on Thursday night as our rivals from Lafayette come to town. Red Wolves and Cajuns Thursday night, 6.30 kickoff at Centennial Bank Stadium. And, you know, a lot of themes coming into this contest. One of them being the rivalry itself. It's always fun when the Red Wolves and Cajuns get together. But James Blackman is out and and probably out for an extended period of time. That means Lane Hatcher will make his second start of the season at quarterback. Yeah, and where you went into the season with saying, hey, we've got two really viable options at quarterback and fine with either one of them. And a lot of people weren't content hearing that. It was true. You know, now you got Lane Hatcher, who it moves up kind of to the hot seat, who should be the new most popular player on this team, is Wyatt Beagle, who now becomes you know a true freshman. He's the number two. Yeah, Wyatt Beagle's a guy that you hear about quite a bit. And uh, I know during Georgia Southern week in particular, he was really praised for the way he ran that triple option offense in practice. And I got to see it firsthand. He was impressive out there. He is a true freshman. He's a dual threat. He certainly can run the football better than any of the current quarterbacks. So I'm anxious to see how Lane does. Hopefully we don't have to get. But you don't have to wonder about it. Like, right. You know, there's no big. Uh, you know this, and this was the beauty of the setup from the get go. There's no big question mark about, oh, is Lane going to be able to handle now being the starter? Well, no, no, we, we know what that. Lane. Can I mean, be. It, yeah, so there's not a lot of conversation about what that's going to be like. We know what it's going to be like. We've seen it. What we are about to see, though, is a really, really good Cajun team, and I didn't know just how good they were. And kind of backtracking here, this is a team that's five and one. They've got five straight wins since they lost their opener at Texas. But Billy Napier is a name that continues to get mentioned a lot, and especially with the opening at LSU and whatever other jobs will come up this offseason. Billy Napier is a name that will be heard a lot and will continue to be heard a lot because of his success there. And they've won 26 of their last 30 Napier's never lost to a Western Division opponent. They're 13-0 against the West during his tenure. Just as impressive as their success on the road, they're 14-1 in their last 15 regular season road games. With all that said, I, I didn't know how good they were this year just because they were kind of sneaking by folks in their four wins that was up until last week against Appalachian State but man they beat the brakes off the Mountaineers as a home underdog which they hadn't been in a long time yeah they came out and just yeah they I mean it was a blowout they won 41 to 13 but they were up 20 to 3 after one quarter they outgained the Mountaineers 455 to 211 they held app to 0 for 11 on third down, and they were plus three in turnovers. I really hope, and I don't say it, I predict, because I, I, if I had to, you know, we've been talking about betting, and if you made me bet lunch on it today, I would bet this doesn't happen. But I would love to tell the people, come on out Thursday night and see uh, the Raging Cajuns, led by future LSU head coach Billy <laughs> Napier. I, I, and at this point, I don't care what job the guy gets. I just wanted to 
take one and move along. Get him out of here. Yeah, uh, because he has done a phenomenal job. And that's not to say the next guy they got wouldn't, but at least there's a chance he might not. You know this guy's going to do a good job. And I think he'd be a great hire at LSU. I, I'd stop short of saying I think that's going to happen, but they sure could do a whole lot worse. Well, we talked to him at Media Day, and you brought it up with him during our interview. Just, you know, what has kept him there in Lafayette? And he gave several reasons. Well, you know, the truth is, he kind of brought it up himself. The question really was about the $15 million naming rights deal they got at their stadium. And he kind of took the conversation into that's stuff like that's part of why he stayed there. And he he flat out said, Lafayette's my wife's favorite place we've ever lived. And he said, which goes a long way in telling you why, you know, we've stayed here. Baton Rouge ain't very far away. I guess if she likes Lafayette so much, she'd be okay in Baton Rouge. I think she and would, if, too. if it really was that big a deal. It, it's within could, an hour. They could uh, live in Lafayette, and he could go coach the LSU Tigers. I wonder how that would go over. <laughs> but, again, it's a, it's a very good team coming in here. You know, the biggest question mark, though, for the Red Wolves is just how they respond with, with the extra time between games. Butch Jones was extremely clear as soon as the game ended against coastal carolina he said everybody will know where they stand with this team going forward and this is a coaching staff that since then has has gone hard when they've practiced but they've also gone hard on the road recruiting and they've been on the road several days during this extra time between games well that's one good thing about you start making pros and cons of midweek games and one of the pros is you know it does get a a coaching staff out on the road on a friday night which you don't get a a chance to do a lot during the season and you know football's not like basketball baseball and everything else where you got summer travel ball in the summer and that's really where the recruiting happens it happens in camp a lot but i mean at some point there's value to be able to get out on a friday night and go watch high school football players play high school football so again uh how will this a-State team respond with the extra time between games and you know what kind of adjustments have been made with this team. We'll find out Thursday night, kickoff at 6.30. Our coverage on the radio side begins at 4.30. We'll tell you more about that and look at what else is happening in the world of A-State sports when we come back to wrap things up right after this. The Simmons Bank Card Alerts app lets you get more from your Simmons debit and credit cards Set transaction alerts to be notified of certain card activity and choose how you receive each alert. You can suspend your card, set a spend limit, or decline specific transaction types. You can even manage multiple cards. If your debit card is lost or stolen or you're opening a new account, you can immediately get a new card just by visiting your nearby Simmons branch. Learn more at SimmonsBank.com forward slash debit card. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. Wrapping things up here on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. Busy week once again uh, across all of the A-State sports. And, you know, we'll start with soccer. They were home, actually finished up the home schedule this past weekend. Yeah, and uh, it was their last. As a matter of fact, it was their only double home weekend of the season in conference play. Only time they played that. two matches at home on a weekend. And then promptly found themselves down 3-1 to Georgia State. In the second half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, had to kind of change their alignment, get to more of an attack style, which they've got the personnel to do maybe a little bit more than they have in the past and get it back to 3-3 and a match that ends up a draw in double overtime. 
And then, uh, you know, taking on what I, I think may have statistically been the last place team, maybe in App State on Sunday. But Coach Dooley had told me earlier in the week that they're a tough matchup for us, especially defensively. And that proved to be the case because that match was scoreless into double overtime. And once again, Aaliyah Williamson, the true freshman, finds the back of the net for uh, the game winner. What do you call that? Oh, they call that the golden goal. That's the only goal in a one nothing I think so. game. One or nil. One nil, I'm Get sorry. Get it straight. Out on the pitch. So, so a couple of double overtime games resulting in a win and a tie last week for A-State soccer. They're now 9-4-2 and two overall. 6-1-1 one, and one in Sunbelt Conference play. They're looking good going into the final week of the regular season. They'll be at Troy on Friday, then wrap up the regular season Sunday at Coastal Carolina. As we soccer folks say, they're, they're a good side. They're a good side. Well, you got all the terminology down. Yeah. Don't you? I watched Ted Lasso. <laughs> you did. That was, that was part of your in-flight entertainment and has been yeah. this season. That's right. Volleyball team with a tough week. They lost in four sets to Texas Arlington on Thursday, then lost in three sets to Texas State on Saturday. They're now 13-8 and eight overall, 4-5 and five in Sunbelt Conference play. They're going to be on the road this week at Georgia State on Friday and then at Georgia Southern the following day. Yeah, they're heading down the stretch, too. They're still playing pretty well. I mean, there's not really much shame in – Losing either one of those Texas schools. They're both really good. Texas State, the defending champs, came in here and, and got them. But uh, Texas State going to get a lot of folks. So I don't think it did much to kind of slow the momentum and kind of the, the forward progress uh, the volleyball team has been making. Now, an exciting event is coming up on Wednesday night. If you can, I recommend you go out and check out the Scarlet and Black scrimmage because – We've been talking about this A-State men's basketball team, and this is as excited as I've been in I don't know how long about a basketball season just because of the product that we're putting on the floor, the excitement that Coach Bellotto has about this team. And it's a free scrimmage. Everybody can come out 7 o'clock Wednesday nights, the scarlet and black scrimmage, and it's going to be interesting to see how this team looks as we're just, you know, just about two weeks away from getting this thing started. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's, there's reason to be excited. I know a lot of times we as fans get guilty of looking for reasons not to be. But there's reason to be excited about this basketball team. There would have been plenty of reasons to be excited without adding Desi Sills. But then just everything that adds to it with the obviously kind of his pedigree and you know being on a team that made a deep NCAA tournament run, just being from Jonesboro, all of that just adds to it. The team was really good anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm as, I'm as anxious to see this A-State men's team as, as I've been one in a long time. Have you ever seen a head coach more excited – about a season though well i just know yeah in talking to coach Bellato, uh you know we talked to him last time on the air before the the last home football game and as we're recording this on monday i'm going to talk to him again on my show on monday afternoon so by the time you're hearing this uh you can hear that at 95.3 the ticket.com but he, he is excited just because like it's not a lot of teaching and install, right? Everybody knows the stuff, and Desi Sills is picking it up quick enough, and that's not an issue. So they can kind of get deeper into it, deeper into the playbook, or just you know, they can just split up teams and go at it, which 
is hopefully what they'll do out there Wednesday night. Yeah, just the IQ of the guys, uh, I think, has been really impressive. And, you know, Coach Bellato talked about they were really ahead of schedule and they started putting in their zone one day during practice. And about after 30 minutes, I mean, the guys were like, yeah, I go here and here. And, you know, this is where I'm supposed to go. And I move here when he does this. And that made Coach Bellato feel good that his guys are really locked into what they're supposed well, to be doing. Right and now. I'm I'm as guilty of this as anybody because this offseason has been spent so much of it has been spent talking about you know the addition of of Desi Sills and it for good reason we just covered. They also happen to have a freshman coming back and put up numbers that only three other freshmen have put up in the last thirty years and. The other three guys all end up playing a decade or so in the NBA after that. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about Desi. You're right. Good reason. But Norshad O'Meara is a headliner. And <laughs> if we've ever had one, anybody who averaged a double-double for an entire season is worth talking about. But to do it as a true freshman was just out of this world. Right. He is a he's a next level type talent that we have right here in Jonesboro. True freshman that's played all of about four years now. Played the game. You know, his story's phenomenal. He is such a great kid and with such an interesting story for people who just I mean, he was a baseball player and that's what he was gonna be. And was playing pickup basketball with his friends in Nicaragua and two people basically pulled up in the car and sat and watched him and Walked up to him and said, hey, do you want to come play in a basketball tournament with our team? And his first basketball tournament he played in, in the capital city of Nicaragua, he said, all I did, you know, his approach to the game was I just rebound it and throw it to someone who knows the rules. Yeah. So he, even as just, he's learned the rules, he just keeps rebounding it. And he just keeps getting better. And I cannot wait to see Norshad and the rest of that A-State Hoops team in action. And, oh, by the way, we've got – some really solid guys in addition to that, including someone who's going to finish in the top 10 on the games played, points, assists, steals list, Marquise Eaton back for, for his fifth and final year. And then I love the supporting cast, guys like Caleb Fields and Marquise Davis and Keon Wesley. I mean, well, and let's mention too with Christian Willis, a guy who came back for that super senior season. And this is a great kid knowing that by agreeing to come back, he knowing he's going from a starter to a guy that's probably coming off the bench. And he said, sign me up. Throw in Malcolm Farrington, Avery Feltz. I mean, these are all guys to get excited about. But you can see them in person at First National Bank Arena Wednesday at 7 during the Scarlet and Black scrimmage. And then, of course, the following night, football takes on Louisiana Lafayette coverage at 4.30, kickoff at 6.30 on the EAB Red Wolf Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield. You can also see the game on ESPNU. be great to see you in person as well at Centennial Bank Stadium. You and I were both impressed with the student section yeah. a couple of weeks ago for the Coastal Carolina game. And we've been hearing about things they're going to do for those guys. They're going to have, you may hear some students, they're going to have heard karaoke in the pines. They're really? going to do some things out there for them. Uh, they were, they, they had a really good student turnout. And overall, you know, I, I, I was pretty open and honest about my low expectation for the crowd two weeks ago. And I'm willing to say that, honestly, I would think it, it probably exceeded my expectations a little bit. Student section certainly did. Crowd overall did. It'd be great to see the crowd not suck again Thursday night. Yeah, anything you need to get off your chest? No. 
I, really I mean, you're coming off a of vacation week. You well, should no, feel I mean, pretty I'd good say, about that. I mean, I did enough ranting Saturday, especially anytime I gambled, it led to just blowing off steam. So I'm, I'm good. We told the bad beat story. <laughs> uh, well, we we each had one of those though. Our buddy Van Province did too. All he needed was, yeah, he he was in a parlay where he took took uh, UTEP. Thinking that he was betting UT San Antonio, <laughs> <laughs> but UTEP won as an underdog. Well, won good, right? Still worked out. For uh, our but buddy who man. did he have? And then he had some. I can't remember who else in that one that won. It was his third leg of the parlay. Was you know he took Tennessee in a pick'em against Ole Miss, and we all know how that one turned out. Uh, I will kind of finish up on this. You, you talked about the folks on plane standing up in the back as soon as the plane. Yeah got to the the gate last time what i didn't get was we were waiting on our final flight from denver to las vegas denver to memphis denver to memphis you're right and we're we're sitting there at the gate and there's almost the entire flight is lined up ready to get on the plane with one problem yep and i'll say first we were sitting down Mm -hmm. because we noticed the plane was not there yet but Everybody was still in line, ready to yeah, board. Yeah, they were all lined up, ready to board. And it's not like, I mean, it, it was hidden. All you got to do is look out the window and see there's no plane. There's Why no, are you there, standing up and standing in line? to the end line? of that uh, jetway you're going to walk down. That last step would be a real doozy when you boarded it right now. But they saw the original board time was at a certain time. and People's impatience. There's, I mean, I, and I'm getting worse and worse about two, but I mean, it's just like, it's just like the standing as soon as the plane hits the ground. You know, you know, we were on row 25 every flight right around that 25 mark. And you have people behind you, you know, as soon as the wheels touch, standing up. It's like, where are you going yeah you got a you got a good 10 minutes here <laughs> but yeah they did they were lined up to board a flight that wasn't sitting there i had a good trip had a good time uh, kind of recapping it today if we appreciate you listening this has been the second to none podcast presented by simmons bank